Okay, welcome everybody. Larry Lawton here. We have a great show. I got my man Mikey D. Mikey D is on the show. He, he, he's a great friend of mine. He runs a golf course, has a great redemption story, and that's what this is about. Before we get started, please check us out on YouTube member programs, Patreon member programs. Our Discord is off the charts now. We're over 10,000 rabbit fans. And we also have merch and all that kind of stuff. So check out the links below all the time because we have some great stuff. Mikey. Larry. Welcome to the show. You know, uh, as everybody knows, I like to hang around people who are, one, positive, uh, people who've went through their adversity mm -hmm. and changed, and you're one of them. And I want to get into your story. First, let's get the story how we met. That was cool. Yeah, tell tell people how we met with the Godfather of Golf. The but Godfather. tell him who he is, oh. and he's a great friend of ours. He's since passed. Yeah, but tell him about so, that. So uh, Chuck Workman, we coined him as the Godfather of Golf. Of course, the son of Charlie the Bug. Amazing story. He he didn't have a home club down here in Florida, and he was looking to to hang out somewhere. And so I just moved here to Florida. He came up. And uh, we just hit it off immediately. And, and one thing I got to say about Chuck is, you know, you hear guys tell stories, you know, the storytellers, and you hear the same story six, seven times. I've known Chuck. I knew Chuck for seven years, never heard the same story more than twice. Right. <laughs> but to, just to give my audience a little bit, Chuck Workman was a professional golfer. He played on the PGA Tour and the Senior Tour. He was the head pro of Beth Page, Beth which is Page. a mega courts in New York that he played the U.S. Open in. Mm -hmm. And he, his father was a major gangster who actually killed Dutch Schultz. Right. And if you look him up, it's called Charlie the Bug Workman. That's Chuck's father. Right. And I used to, I connected with Chuck because of my past with the gangsters. So we became very close as well, and we used to talk stories all the time. And, and Chuck was just an amazing guy. And he always loved me for my respect for going to prison, not not uh, telling, doing all the things I I still believe in today. Yeah. And that's why I won't have certain people on my show. Yeah. But you got to know Chuck because he became your – well, he was really South Florida's pro – he, pros, correct? Totally, and here at uh, here at the Nash too, Palm Beach National. I mean, we've really we really too kind of uh, rode the celebrityism of Chuck Workman. It was great, you know. Uh, in fact, we got a, a bench out back and a tribute to Chuck because that was his bench, man. And he'd sit there, and people, of course, this is a mega mega you know place for New Yorkers. Oh. And at first, I thought he might have been full of shit, dude, Chuck Workman, you know. But it <laughs> turns out he was sitting there. I would say 10, 15, 20 people a day say, hey, are you are you Chuck Workman from Beth Page? Oh, man, those games you used to host. Oh, those skins games, all the action you had. Because he was a great gambler, too. You talk about a guy that could set the, set the game in his favor. Nobody better than Chuck. You know, it's funny because a, a pro I know up in, he used to be a head pro, I think Westbury, one of the pro courses up in Long Island. And he's down here now. He's up in where I live in Palm Bay. And I asked him, I says, uh, do you know Chuck Worker? Who doesn't? He was the best hustler. That was who he's known for. Yeah. Hustlers. Nobody would play him for money. Nobody. And uh, he would, set, like you said, set the game up that you couldn't win. Yeah. And if you're a golfer, everybody knows I'm a golfer, a sucky golfer. Mikey's a pro golfer. But I, I, w I had so much fun playing with Mikey. Uh we just enjoyed the game, enjoyed the camaraderie and the stories, and, and I still do. You know, I still play, but not as much, obviously, yeah. because of my stuff. Do you play? 
I do not as often as I would like to, but I do get a chance to get out there. When I do, I have a ball. And golf to me is all, more about who I'm with than what I shoot and where I'm at even. I, I say that all, all the all time, time, Mike. You know, uh, and let let me give your audience. What do you do now? You run. Tell tell so, us exactly what you do with your the company you work with, and then we're getting into your story. So I uh, I'm a principal partner with the Paradigm Golf Group. We manage seven golf clubs throughout America. It's been up to twelve, down to seven, and so on. You still got the one in Hawaii? Uh, Maui. Yep, we got. Can I go there? Are course. you giving me a pass to Absolutely. go there? Absolutely. Oh, Can going. we drive the RV there? Ah, Let's you're right. Oh, road trip. What a great road trip. <laughs> But uh, so we got Maui Nui, we got Bali High in Las Vegas, which is awesome, owned by Bill Walters, who's a legend. Talk about a hustler. Uh, well, I got to go to these his courses, amazing. man. Yeah. I got to call you. So, uh, and then Phoenix, and then the three here in Florida. I, so. I love that. And, and I think what your model, give give people the, now everybody knows golf, okay? Some people look at it as a stuck-up sport. Some says, the best thing I always got when I came here, and with Chuck and you and the people I met was, it's more of a, it's so much fun. The people get, it, like you said, it's about the people. And there's no, there's no feeling of an asshole. Yeah. You no, know, I don't, don't get me wrong. I'm not going to knock any big sure. courses or I, something hey. like that. My point is, it was, it felt, to this day, I just drove up here. Uh, we're here, and I'm going to show you guys some pictures. You see them now. And look at these pictures. This is the golf course that I used to come. And I just drove up. I'm on the 18th hole, behind the 18th hole. And I pulled the RV, and you guys know it's a 30, almost 38-foot RV, yeah. and nobody gave me a hard time. No, nah, not at all. Just hope nobody shanks one or hits one a little thin on the fairway. Eh, there, it's but, all hey, right. It could take it. <laughs> we'll but, get donations from YouTube to pay for yeah, the Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, over our career, you know what? we've Our whole motto is just to shift the vibe and increase the bottom line through actually making it fun, making it friendly, and making it inclusive. Uh, we do that through programs we offer, but most importantly, we do that through the investment in our people. Uh, actually, our whole our whole uh, model, or uh, what, what do you call it, the, the company slogan is "Hope we made you smile." <laughs> That's really all that it comes down to, and well, you can see that. I love the one. Give it a place, place to, to be. be. Mikey D in the place to be. I love that. But you can see that in a lot of our videos. We do music videos, parody videos, fun videos. And then when you get here, you're like, this place isn't for real, is it? And then you get here and you're like, oh, my God, recognizable fun music's playing. Everybody's happy. And it's a nice course. And it's beautiful. It's a beautiful course. And everybody, just so you know, check the links out below. We're going to put some links to Mikey's uh, channels and stuff like that. There'll be a lot of stuff there. And uh, so you, you take that really making it a people place it's not it's not a stuck up place so anybody can come in is this a public course totally public daily fee public golf course. are all, all your courses our, all of them are daily fee public yep wow that's yeah. great and then such good shape and Beautiful. and fun and they're not outpriced again that's another thing well that's the other thing to make it inclusive where we have programs where you could play sunset twilight for nothing you know what i mean so if you're just getting introduced to the game you don't want to pay a bag of money to come out and slash it around come out in the afternoons play enjoy a sunset have a ball you even get a free rum shot and when it's hot out, you get a popsicle. So hey, wait a minute, wait a minute. You got a golf course, you get free rum shots. Hey, right here at the Nash, it's called Pops and Shots. I don't baby. remember that one. Oh, yeah. We were drinking our own, though. I mean, I don't know. I think that's good. You don't drink, and 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 yeah. I'm gonna give give our audience a little background, and and everybody knows how I love redemption stories, yeah. whether it's mine, mm -hmm. you know, gangster redemption, or mm -hmm. yours. Mikey, you you made your mistakes with alcohol. Right. Alcohol is that one drug that 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 taxes you. You had a three three DUIs. Yes, sir. And you didn't let them beat you. No. I mean, obviously, 
they're a little bit older. I hope. Uh, give us a little background uh, on what happened because you, you you really are a together guy. I call it. Yeah. Or a guy that you want to hang with because you don't judge people. You got a very open mind. You're right. you you kind of that kind of person, and I think that's what I, my audience wants to see that they can make mistakes, mm-hmm. and their life isn't over. Not and all. you know how we talked beforehand. I tell everybody in the show that you know you're going to make mistakes. Mm-hmm. Don't judge anybody, mm-hmm. and get up off your boots, pull up your bootstraps, and fucking work, man. Yeah. Do what you find what you love and do it. Mm-hmm. Tell us how you you did it. So, uh, th- thank you, Larry. I appreciate you being able to just give me that this platform to share my story. Absolutely, because uh, it's a great story. You know, I for all these years, I thought was what was what the hell was wrong with me, right? I would go out. Uh, jovial, fun guy. Before you know it, 15 beers later, I pissed the bed, got woke up, blacked out, offended people, wondering what the hell happened. That's not me, right? You know? And I was wondering what the hell is wrong with me. I'm not emotionally smart. How old were you? Uh, any, well, I mean, I started Your at 13. One. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 probably 12, 13. And because uh, I'm the youngest of five. So my whole family comes from, you know, partiers, mm. you know? And, uh, and so from 13 to, well, four years sober, so up until when I was 36, trying to figure it out, right? Trying to put a Band-Aid on it, trying to figure it out. Good for you. You know, never really had the answer, though. Um, and, uh, and in fact, you know what? So I was living in Las Vegas. You can imagine how that exploits everything, anything, right? So don't get me Sin wrong. Sin City. Hey, no doubt. And don't get me wrong. I like that place. Hey, absolutely. <laughs> Nothing wrong with Vegas. Everything wrong with me. But hey, <laughs> Vegas was a ball. Holy shit. Talking about nightclubs, after hour parties. I mean, but hey, I still woke up and made it to work. Even though I needed about a case of freaking eye, you know, eye drops and a couple Tylenol, I still never missed a day of work. Okay. I, I, I'm going to give you something but before you keep that up because I love that. What I've learned so far doing all the redemption stories is every one of us. A workaholic in our own way, yeah. or if maybe I would call work. We're very dedicated. Very, we're not scared to work. Right. Everyone from the kid mm-hmm. to you to me to all the stories I've done with lawyers and stuff who had to come back. So go ahead. Yeah. So now go ahead. Yeah. yeah. Hey, you got to pay your dues, man. If you if you decided to stay out a little late, you still got to pay your dues and get up and do the work. Right. That wasn't a, your boss that made you black out. That is a great great so, line. So, uh, you know, that was great. So I, I thought, you know, my, my life was in a little bit of ruins emotionally. Like, I, I like, right? So I, I, I couldn't figure out. There was something missing. I was carrying around this bag of bricks every day of my life. I could not shake this freaking weight off of me, like this crud. Mm. Um, probably poor decisions, right? It's all like your shirt says. I don't believe in bad fe- people, just bad choices, right? Love a the shirt. That's of, why I wear it. Yeah, it's awesome. And it's so true. Ring's so true. And it's an original. It's an OG it, it, Larry Lawton right it there. Is, they know it's on my... A lot of people buy this shirt. They awesome. love this shirt. So, uh, so hey, I thought, well, an opportunity had came up here in Florida. I thought, hey, what a great opportunity, a fresh new start. I can leave Las Vegas, leave my problems behind, start a new beginning here in Florida, right? So I picked up... And what, how long ago was this? This Mike was seven was. years ago. Okay. Yep, 2013, June, I remember. Man, I, and uh, t- the road trip was hilarious. Now, this is, you already had a DUI or two? I had three. That, oh. And that was all, so how funny is this? My mother knew I was such a mess. She said, as long as I was under under her house, under her roof, I could not get a driver's license. So I didn't get my driver's license until I was 19. Sure as shit, at 20, 21, and 23. Bing, oh, you bang, had them right in a row. Boom. Your lucky was back I, then. Yeah, hey, no question. Because if it was today, you'd been in jail, number yeah. one. Yeah, you know, no, I know. Mandatory. Bad, very yeah, bad. Yeah, so, 
And we all know the laws. You're an idiot if you drink and drive with Uber and all the other yeah, shit out absolutely. there. Absolutely. Like, I never had one, and I party like anybody else. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I just, it's not something that, I, I mean, I, 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 I believe in control. Let yeah, me just put it that yeah, way. Yeah, control, right. So I thought, hey, I'm going to leave all my problems behind. I'm going to leave them here in Las Vegas. I'm going to hightail it out to Florida. Fresh new start. Nobody knows me. Let's go, right? So uh, so I packed up the car, drove out here, started Now, you had the job waiting. For oh, yeah, I had yeah, my, yeah, yeah. yeah. But sight unseen, never been to Florida before. Just thought, let's start something new. And, uh, and I was always highly effective at my job and everything else and what I did. You know, I was lucky to, you know, have great the skill set. Yeah, and, and great and work skills. ethic. And so, skills and great work. Smart young guy. Absolutely. So I came to Florida, and it wasn't long before the, the problems actually chased me down again, right? Because, you know what, unless you're really willing and and to you're willing to be honest and and open-minded and willing that's how it works right the how honest open-minded and willing to take whatever that is and punch it dead in the face right and knock that thing out then it's just going to keep following you whether it's a month or two months or whatever it will catch up so true that's a great way to look at it so uh, and in fact, it was the 12 steps. I give the 12 step credit a ton of, ton what, of credit. You know, I always say in this show, whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. Whatever it 100%. takes. 100%. Absolutely. You and, know, I don't knock anything. If course. it worked, it worked. Yeah. And, and, and the reason it worked was because I was ready to be honest, open minded, and willing. And people came into my life that, uh, that, I, that I'd admired and did it. And I said, you know what? Why, why not me? So it turns out, you know what? You read the doctor's opinion. It's a medical thing. It's just genetic in my body that I drink, and it affects me differently. It probably affected your whole family. Yeah. And in fact, come to find out, I was 36, and emotionally, I was about 13. Real, the reality. That emotionally 13-year-old kid stuck in a 36-year-old man body, right? Now I'm 40. Four years sober. I think I finally caught up. I'm about. I'm, I'm a forty year old now. Ah, you're still twenty five. Yeah, Come still on, you're still you twenty five like me. I'm old, but I feel young. Yeah. So, uh, so the liberation, the freedom that I've got every day, and the cool thing about this is, Larry, is uh, hey, we could go and uh, we can have a beer. Hey, listen, we get free rum shots. We actually pour doubles right. over here. We don't and, judge. And, and, listen, and, alcohol yeah, right. is cool. You can drink, light it up, baby. As I say on this channel all the time, I'm. A, I believe in all drugs should be legal but if you do crime mm -hmm. or you can't control them you should be held accountable exactly and, and yeah. it shouldn't be on you to help you as a person if you do drugs and you get commit a crime to get those drugs you should be held accountable mm -hmm. if you do alcohol and you're driving drunk because you're going to kill somebody you should be held accountable right. but if you want to go home and get smashed i don't give a fuck what you do yeah your yeah i mean no, personally right. you know that's I don't encourage that to the young people, obviously, sure. as you don't. But you got to find that. What made you find, like, I liked what you said. You took it and you punched it in the face and you beat it. And it, I don't know if it'll be always a struggle. I think you're a very controlled guy. You're a very smart young guy. So I don't know where you're going to be at whatever level. At what point, like, it was 36 years old. Mm -hmm. what, what in your life happened that you said, what, your dick didn't get hard? I, I mean, so, I don't, you know, okay, yeah. I, I got stories that I can share with you for days, something like that. No, I, no. I know that. So I, uh, so I quit. So I actually, I got started in the program and this would solidify it. I got started in the program. I was 60 years. I mean, 60, what made you go to the program, Mikey? I, I was seeking something. I was carrying around this freaking bag, lugging it around. Every okay. Day. So you weren't happy. Wait, I was not happy. There you go. Okay. Zero joy. Good zero for you. Because you're so. But I know you for a while now, and you you've been a happy guy, even when you were partying. Yeah, of course. You, were, you held. You hit it well. 
it, it was, you know, I hit it very well. Yeah. Hey, Both alcoholics the, or drug addicts. Exactly. Yeah. And the best thing that, that, like, so I was so conditioned because part of my responsibility is putting smiles on people's faces even then, right? Right. And so when they turned around to walk out the door, I'd crumble like, you know, I would oh, just dumb. crumble. Fuck. Oh, man. Yeah. And then the next guy would come up and I'd pop back up. But now it's so natural. It's so authentic. I'm you so on fire. Off. Yeah. Like, you, well, I got to even say you look great. Yeah. I mean, I haven't you. seen you in about a year. Yeah. About a year, year and a half, whatever it is. You look great. I mean, obviously, you got that energy. You always did. Right. And, uh, but so you, you, here you are. You're 36. You had the baggage. You go to somebody sent you to. Uh, no, nobody sent me. I went on my own. Yeah. So I you went, went to uh, Seeking. Was it? just AA. You just said. Yeah. Went into a meeting, actually. And then I. I, I uh, did you ever do it before? Um, well, court ordered. Okay, so you knew what it was about. I knew what it was about. Okay, good. Okay. And I, I, uh, I actually locked eyes with a guy there that's got uh, many years so- sober. He's an entrepreneur. He's a business guy. He's big. He's built like Superman. And uh, and I looked at him. I said, you know what? That guy's got something I want. And I went up and I, and I asked him. I said, I cornered him, right? And he kind of ducked me for a minute because he's busier than crap. He's running businesses, met, you know, hundreds of employees. He's busy um, as a sponsor, right? And I say, you know, I, I can't find a sponsor and so on. And he said, all right, shit, dude, you got me. All right. <laughs> so he took me th- through the program. But 30 days sober, this is what solidified it. 30 days sober, dude, I said, you know what? I'm 30 days sober. I'm feeling great. I was celebrating. We are crushing it at work. Business is crushing it. I've never felt better. I decided to have a couple of pops. Okay, go ahead. I light it up, have a couple of pops. Holy shit, dude. <laughs> You talk about getting lit, man. We, I got oh, lit. You haven't had a drink in now 30 days. 30 days, days right? Yeah. So my body was yearning, right, dude? Dude, I mean, and I pissed the bed, woke up, disheveled, freaking don't know where like nothing is. Oh, my God. I don't mean physically, mentally. Oh, mentally? Like, like I a, fucked up. Like a giant I, I, bag I, of crap, dude. What a giant I bag of crap. I fucking let every, you know... Not that you you let yourself down. Yeah. And I look at that. And I looked at myself in my in the mirror and I said, Well, that can't ever happen again. That will not happen again. And I'm gonna do whatever it takes to make sure that does not happen and again. It happened. And it just that incident, that so you know, there's a number me. I know, uh, most people with drunks or alcoholics or drug addicts or they relapse three times. Yeah. That's the the average. Right. Some one, some five. You know, yeah. the average is three yeah. times. And I often wonder, I always say this, and maybe you can do it or not, I always believe there's always something in a person, whether it's low self-esteem, sexuality issues, or whatever the issues that they're hiding. Mm-hmm. So they need a drug or they need a, uh, uh, alcohol, something to drown that out. Mm-hmm. You know, I never had, because I'm the fucking crazy bastard as <laughs> it is, so... When I, when I, what I, because people here know how much acid I did in prison and all the kind of shit oh, yeah. and everything. I, I love acid. Yeah, I tell it right here. And it's, I love acid. Because it opens the mind. There's sure. so many studies I on acid see. that are good, actually. People, you know, they, they take the negative quickly and say, oh, it's negative. It's like, listen, drugs are drugs for a reason, mm-hmm. you know, and they work for a reason. Now, do people abuse them? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And that's the problem. But you can abuse sugar. Mm-hmm. I'm starting to fucking abuse sugar, you know. I I ended up getting down. Uh, uh, I was two fifty one. I got down to a two twenty something. Now I'm back up to about two forty, and I, I I'm still strong, all that kind yeah. of stuff. But well, I did notice you actually gave me a Coke Zero. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if you even go look in the, in my whole refrigerator, it's keto stuff. I was on the keto because I wanted to get. But 
you can abuse it. We're just getting into the abuse. Whether it's food, gambling, sex, mm-hmm. I don't care what it is. You mm-hmm. can abuse it. And I think most people who abuse things are for to hide from something, mm-hmm. you know, whatever it is. And again, I, I, I usually get with young people and I find out there's a lot of deep issues, you know, they were bullied or they were abused or they have questioned their own sexuality or they question or, or they, the self-esteem is a big one. And they were pushed down by so many people that they, you know, and, and they, they can't explore their life. They can't be who they are or whatever. And, and I feel for them because mm-hmm. I said, listen, this is fucking, we're living on this earth 80 fucking years. Listen, mm-hmm. I got 20 years left. We got 80 years, let's say. Fucking enjoy them, man. Yeah. But truly enjoy them. Don't enjoy them for the wrong reasons, like you were. Or mm-hmm. even, when I never had that addiction issue. I was always lucky. Like you said, it is a gene. Mm-hmm. And they've done many studies with that. And it, that doesn't mean, and I often tell people, it doesn't mean you can't have fun. Mm-hmm. Fun doesn't have to be because of something. You should have fun anyway. I could have fun whether I party or not. Mm-hmm. And I like that. Sometimes I enhance it, and I go, I want to stay up, or whatever it is, and you know how that is. So I look at that, and I and I try to figure out why people do what they do. And uh, how are you doing with your like? You, you run a business, right? Right. Let's get back into your business for a second. You get you run into your you run a business, and it really is a fun business. So right? it's all about fun. It's not about golf. It's all about fun. Right. So so people who don't golf should mm-hmm. come here. A hundred percent. And Why wouldn't there's, you? There's, and there's people that can you're help outside. them do this. You're with people you like. You're having a ball. You see birds, lakes, trees, and, you know, sunshine, fresh air, fresh fresh air green COVID. grass. Let me ask you a, a, a question. You know, uh, with COVID, uh, has golf gone up? And uh, we have, we've gotten a significant uptick from the COVID. Yeah, for good reason. Oh, absolutely. You're outside. You can yeah. social distance. You can do anything you want. Sure. Now, do you now find that you, you're seeing this big light and we could take that now? Because you know it's... A, I did it with my business here. Mm-hmm. YouTube has opened the door for me because people are home. Mm-hmm. But now that they're going back or even they still want to see and people want more content. So I've learned a lot about the media business. Yeah. And you've learned even more about the golf business, mm-hmm. correct? Yeah. Is your philosophy just your course or is it all your company? So it's all our company, yeah. All, we'll se- all seven golf courses are just a, are, 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 well, different because each golf course and each property has its own core competence, right? It, it has its own character. Um, only, you know, uh, with the, the entire vibe of just making it cool, making it fun, making it, here we take a much zanier approach to it. Well, I love the shots and stuff. I know, I mean, who doesn't like, like that? So, yeah, when we got here, we took a look at it. We try to take every golf property we can to its highest and best value. And here, uh, stuck in a highly competitive market with golf courses on every oh. corner, like Walgreens, for God's sake. Oh, you know, absolutely. Everywhere. Poppy's you, probably one of the most densely populated yeah. in the country. Yeah. Correct? Uh, there in Orlando, maybe. Uh, yeah, a lot of people. That's a cool thing. We love markets with a lot of with a, with a high demand, but a lot, of, a lot of competition, too, because we can edge out the competitors. Gotcha. So we like that. So you're not really after the... the, the kid the average i mean the avid does nothing but golf and this oh no they're totally welcome so i mean it's it's the you know absolutely but you gotta look to go ahead and be having fun our golf course is a championship golf course with perfect greens and beautiful bunkers and it's certainly playable and people that are single digit handicaps and serious about the game love it too 
Um, did they get, did you ever see people getting pissed about other? Because let's face yeah. it, you get a bunch of people out of your drinking you drugs. Pissed, you know, see, like I wouldn't that. ever. You know, I play like, music. I don't give a yeah. shit. You know and I mean? we handle that. You know what I mean? Yeah. We, we handle everything with a yes attitude, even though even if it's got to be a no, we handle it with a yes attitude. Yeah, give them a free round. Or what yeah, you gotta do. whatever. Yeah, you know, yeah, people back. are important to us. You know, and and we've slowly built and built it. You know, the funny thing is, between the music, the shots, the people being happy, giving Bluetooth speakers out, everybody's jamming, having a good time, everybody thought we did that for the younger people. It turned out that the older folks, the more mature crowd, look at this as like the fountain of youth. They're I like, love it, This yeah. place is awesome. Because when you're retired, you got your social security and your pension check and your 401k, and you don't have to worry about bills. You don't have to worry about, you know, uh, showing up to work. You know, families, people. What, what's your only goal in life? It's to feel good. All you, you want to do is feel good. You know, that's good. so funny because, you know, Glenn, our good friend Glenn, yeah. he always has a speaker going, and he's 72, I yeah. think, 73 now. It's a universal thing, Yeah, man. and we all, if people say to me sometimes, do you mind if I play music? Please, <laughs> you want my playlist? I tell them, you know what I mean, yeah, what it is. absolutely. So you, you do that. Who come up with that? I mean, it was, I, you're a principal of this yep. company, yep. correct? So, uh, so it's my brother, Joe, and myself, and another business partner, CPA, Mike Aby. Uh Joey's really the chief strategist behind Your it. Your brother? Yeah. He's he's really wicked older? smart. Wicked. Oh yeah, older. Yeah, nine noticed. years older. Yeah, yeah. yeah. wicked smart. Um, and then myself, it was more the tactician and uh, kind of operational influencer. So we've got some great content at Palm Beach National, Mikey D. And then we've uh, we just launched the Golf Biz podcast. It's going to be awesome. It's oh, we gotta, less about golf, more about biz. Less, okay, I like you that. Know. We'll be a link in there. What, what courses do you have in Florida? Uh, so we have Madison Green, which is beautiful. Where's that? It's over in Royal Palm, West Palm. Uh, oh, it's, it's in the area, too. Yeah, okay. right here. Uh, Palm Beach National here, the Nash, place yeah. to be. The place to be. And Mikey the Club at Emerald Hills. And where? The Club at Emerald Hills, right down where it used to be there in Fort Lauderdale. Oh, Emerald Hills yeah. is yours? No, I yeah. didn't know. I, I, I got to go that, down That's anyway. a funny story. I showed up. So the same owner, Madison and Emerald. Oh, uh, yeah. So uh, I, I, we started month one, and uh, our results are immediate, too. I mean, we go in there, we actually shift it, we price it right, we, we start doing customer acquisition, selling players' cards. Month one, crushing it, Madison Green. He says, Mike, you got to come here and check Emerald Hills. This is just funny here. This is the owner. Yeah. Now you so, manage them. You, right. you, own a, you guys own a golf course management company. Correct. Got Consulting, it. management, Consulting yeah, management. everything. Okay. Full service, whatever you need. So, uh, so I get down to Emerald Hills, and sure as shit, I, I pull into the parking lot. It says no parking in three different slots, signs. I get up to the front door. It says no outside food and beverage allowed, no clubs allowed. I walk downstairs. It says <laughs> no. no rain checks. It rains every day here in Florida in the summertime, right? No no rain checks. I go out to the putting green. It has big signs. says no chipping. I'm just scratching my head. Thinking like, oh, Too many shit. no's. Oh, my God. Yeah. How do, you, how do you run a business like this, right? So he shows up and uh, we meet and everything. I said, "Wow, you got uh, you got the bones of really a great golf course here, man. Um, really nice." He goes, "Yeah. What, what do you think?" I said, "Well, as far as the overall vibe and in, uh, in the clubhouse here, I tell you what, you you you'd make a great funeral home." <laughs> you told him, "Oh yeah, right out of the gate." He goes, "What do you mean by that?" I said, "Bro, like seriously, where's the tunes? Where's the happy people? Where, where where's the action? Uh, this place." You just you mentioned. I just I think I counted eight no's. Yeah, said. yeah. I'm looking for the dead body. Where where's the dead body Fuck. at? No, no, no. Fuck. And so Don't every sign that you walk into actually has a smiley face with a. It's another beautiful day, place to be. Now it does. Glad you're here. Now Everything. it does. Hey, you want to raid checks for any or no reason? You made a double bogey. You had pissed. No problem. Here's a credit back. I can't wait to see you again. And it's that kind of mentality, right? So everybody bought in. You got to get the team to buy in because I'm only one guy, but if you can get everybody to buy in, not only does it actually build a business, 
grow the revenue stream um, so you can improve the property, you can do a lot of things, but it also makes it such a positive, happy work environment where we're not going to get rich in this business, right? But we sure as hell can be happy. And have fun. And have yeah, fun. Yeah, yeah. And, and so, make a living. And make a living. You won't get rich. You're going to make a great living. You're going to have a great quality of life. And you're going to look forward to showing up every day. So my, uh, my, you know, my employee, um, you know, uh, retention, my employee oh, retention, yeah. it's awesome. Well, like you said, you know, when people have to keep telling people no and they go, oh, fuck this. Or, yeah. You know, oh, you can't do that. You can't do that. Hey, shut the music off. Hey, you can't walk on that. Yeah, get the fuck out. Enough already. Yeah. You know, it's like, how much do you want to be here? Yeah. Now it's like, hey, man, you know, everybody's happy and go, like you said, not no. It's yes. It's yeah. the word. Yeah. You should probably take the word no out of everything. Everything. Gone. And so, hey, there's sometimes you got to say no, but you can say no with a yes attitude. Right, absolutely. You know? So you, you took over Emerald then. Uh huh. And he the, now when you take over, of course, do you come in with the? They, you tell them, listen, we're running it. The uh, fuck out of the way. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not an authoritarian, like totalitarian uh, guy that comes in and starts blowing people away. I try to give everybody the the best handshake we can. But there's some people that want to buy it and buy in and actually do it. And so we either. Uh, oh, if they don't want, we either retrain them or reload them. Um, yeah. So, yeah. What I meant is, is the owners have the understanding you're going to change things up? Oh, yeah. No, I mean, absolutely. Listen, like, he had all this. Well, he he must have had some management company in there already. Uh, he was self-managed at the time, yeah. Uh, self-managed. That, that's usually yeah. a big fuck yeah. up. I mean, you, who, unless you're there. But even, hey, hey if, since we're going off the cuff here being improv, man, golf management companies themselves are actually why golf isn't more popular. I'm serious. The way that they run things, you got to have a collared shirt. You got to do this. You can't do that. You got to show up 20 minutes before your tea time. You can't play as a fives and bop, bop, bop. I mean, if you had, if, if I could write a book on the nose and golf being as cool as it is now, I mean, we're talking, we're talking like superstars making tens of millions of dollars flying private jets, dating supermodels on the PGA tour. Absolutely. Right. Yep. I mean, we're talking, Yeah. DJ, Ricky, oh, all these kids, them. man. Are you Unbelievable, kidding me? Right? Rory and him. Well, and I, yeah. I actually saw Rory it's never been cooler up at Jupiter. Ever. Unbelievable. Right? So it's really on the operational side that we've let it down. You know what I mean? Like, not by making it way more inclusive, way more fun, way more friendly, and just... Bringing it to the masses? Is yeah, that bringing what you it like to the to masses. It? Yeah, yeah, bringing it to the masses, and that's what we're doing. Because you don't have to be rich to be playing golf. Exactly. That's A lot of people, thing. that's another thing. Everybody yeah. thinks... Oh, you're a member of a country. I was a member of Fort Lauderdale. Yeah, it can get expensive, but they weren't assholes either. We had a great guy down there, sure. Mike, well, Michael Bryan. But a couple of things did happen that, that kind of turned us off with, like, dress code bullshit, you know? Yeah. Now, I get it. You don't want to, you know. You Private wanna, clubs are different. Yeah, and, and you still don't want to, you know, you don't want to be out there in bathing suits, you know? Unless it's the bathing suit day or some shit you yeah. guys come up with. Yeah, yeah. But, uh it, Definitely not us. You wouldn't want to see us in a bathing suit. Yeah. I'd look like Tom Kite. He'd look like Kurt Sta Craig Stadler. Fucking Stadler <laughs> on fucking steroids. <laughs> That's a good one. You're right. People don't know. Go Google Greg Stadler. Just Google Greg Stadler, and you're going to go, oh, fuck. They called him the walrus. That's, <laughs> uh, that's just to let you know who he is. But anyway, uh, so I'm letting our audience know to get out no matter where they are in the world. And find that golf course. But you made a great point about the management, and I want to get back into that for a second. So how can they change? Is there a group of managed, like, like you, you, is there an organization, like golf course managers organization? There is. There is a golf, yeah, what golf the course operators so why isn't association. It, so why is, I mean, 
have people come up with what you're doing before or do they need new leadership? Or? So this is the funny thing is everybody says, well, Mikey, I mean, I got my playbook all over the Paradigm website. You know, we have uh, five. It's in a link below. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the playbook, we, we actually will give our advice for free. The reason being is that it's actually might, might sound simple, but it's not easy to implement. Like you, you do need a, an entire shift. And the mindset and the way you actually address things. It, I think Almost it has to do with you. I know you, Mikey, and, and you got that, again, that positive attitude, that fun. You know, you haven't changed a bit from drinking or not drinking, yeah. which I think is a testament to what you, your own self. And that's that's what makes it fun. And I, I get you, but uh, you think people are stuck in, and they don't want to change? Tradition. Yeah. Well, so it goes back to the old story. You know, uh, the the little granddaughter asks her, uh, or the yeah, the little girl asks her mom why she cuts the two ends of the ham off and puts it in the Thanksgiving oven, right, for Thanksgiving dinner. And the little girl asks her mom. She says, "Well, I don't know. I, I grandma always did it." So the grandma comes over and the little girl asks the grandma why she, you know, cut the two hands, two ends of the ham off. She said, "Well, in my day, the ovens were too small." Oh, you know, so it's now they're not. Why yeah. are you still doing that? Yeah, shit? why are you still doing that shit? Yeah, yeah. it does. Yeah, so there's going to be a big shift. I, I really feel it. You know what? Between our golf, the golf biz podcast, getting it out to the world, I really believe that there is going to be a ginormous shift. Are you seeing mega uh, like increase in oh, business? Crazy. Every I mean, one of your talking, courses. We're talking, um, and this is pre-COVID too. I'm not even talking any kind of COVID organic uptick that just happened. Uh, yeah, we we crushed it from. Our entire career, we've batted a thousand. We've never gone into a golf course and lost ever. Uh, this particular golf course is going to be up a million two. Emerald Hills will be up a million four. Uh, Madison up eight hunch. So I got so, a golf course. I up. mean, that's, that's just three out of our entire. I got portfolio. a golf course up where I live. This is not. This is a true story. There's four or five of us were thinking of buying it. Mm. You know, and it was a place that called the Majors, and uh, actually uh, Billy Horschel used to play there. Oh, uh, that was his course. And it's just, it's fucking in terrible shape. I mean, they let it go. But it, 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 there's no real, the only country club up there is a place called Sun Tree. Mm-hmm. It's okay. It's nothing like Fort Lauderdale or the country clubs down. Forget Jupiter and all these places down here. Right. But if they made it a fun course, but they'd have to clean it up too. People don't want to play it. Because I played your course many mm-hmm. times. And it's a great shape course. Mm-hmm. It's got a good layout. It's fun. It's always in good shape. I mean, it's not, you know, it, it's not Donald Trump's course. You know, obviously Trump has not trying best to course. Be. No, yeah. absolutely. But it's in great shape. You can't bitch and say, oh, the greens are so bad I couldn't putt. Fuck no, it's you. You can't putt. Yeah, That's yeah exactly. People. But I've been to courses where the, the greens are so bad, you say, I'm never coming back here. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's like a cow pasture. Yeah. So is it, I mean, do you go into a course, if I wanted to get a group of people to buy a golf course, and say to them, hey, listen, we got something. And can you almost tell how many you'll do, or, or do you do that? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, no, so uh, our CEO is Mike Aby, lifetime CPA. He worked for the Nicholas Group. Uh, he bought and sold over hundreds of golf courses throughout his career. So we can definitely sit there, evaluate it. We do a, a heavy due diligence period to take a look no, at I mean, the competition. Yeah, you got to as consultants Yeah, take first. a look at capital improvements, what's going to need to be done. I mean, we, we How can, much money's needed. We can take a scalpel to it and tell you exactly what your return would be. Really? Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that's very, I did not know anybody because we talked about it a lot. And we got a bunch of guys who got investors and stuff and said, 
You know, it's just, it's in an area that they're opening up an exit near a highway, which they never had. But there's nothing there. And we even want to say, why can't we put like a wedding hall? They got such a nice kitchen and a nice thing. Do something where you can do some events or something. Because there's nothing in this area where you can do it. But you got to make the golf course good. And we don't know the numbers on how that works. And why did these people not do it you know why the people who are running it now yeah and it's changed hands twice or so so for whatever reason it's not working yeah. but i've never heard of your model yeah fun yeah. model go out party drink maybe there's not enough people i don't know yeah you'd have that to take a look be, at the market like because yeah. frankly there are golf courses that are just dogs with fleas that are just you know yeah, are losers. bad area yeah, bad, can't make it right. not enough people around not enough yeah exactly high enough income i guess because but you like you said you don't need a lot of money to play golf no uh, a lot I don't of times no yeah no i mean listen i play golf and you can go out and play for 50 bucks yeah i know exactly what else are you going to do for four hours nowadays i mean the price of a movie for goodness sake or even bowling it's crazy. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, 50 bucks to go out and have a ball with a golf cart and have a great time. Oh, you know? and, and, and nobody up your ass saying, yeah. don't do this, don't do that, or whatever, man. Have, like you said, Just have play a shot. fast. If you're going to play, play quick, because that's the only thing that actually, because that steals other people's fun. You're 100% right. Matter of fact, I'm a big believer because, you know, my back, if I got to wait, I'm fucking stiffening up and I can't go. <laughs> right. It drives me nuts. It's fucking just hit the fucking ball. And they suck anyway. Yeah. There's a fucking hundred golfer and he's over the ball like he's fucking, you know, Rory McElroy going over the masses. Just fucking hit the ball, yeah. man, and go get it. Yeah, go get it and hit it again. <laughs> again. That's the other thing we look too. Like we like golf courses that are fairly simple, fairly easy, kinda laid out in front of you. I hate tricked up, undulated greens, all the bullshit, dude. It's like, come on, what for? Yeah, we're not like, pros. Yeah. We're not, we're not playing the tour, and I agree with that 100%. So, hey, anybody out there on the fence as far as whether or not you want to play golf, you know, the one cool thing that Godfather Golf told us was that golf is a bridge to all things. Tell you know, that, especially yeah. in a, in a, in a, in like a hyper political freaking era that we're in right now. Politics don't matter. Bank accounts doesn't matter. Freaking religion doesn't matter. Nothing matters when you run into a golfer and you start talking golf. Before you know it, it's the best shots, your best score, the best courses you've played. And you can come together on some common ground and a bond like no other. So that, you, that's cool. You know, that you make a great point there because it's very, very rare. I, I, I've been golfing shit since I was 20, so <laughs> 40 years. And I... I don't think I've really met assholes on a golf course. Yeah. I mean, very few. One guy, and then you'll just not play with him again. But I really don't. You, yeah. you, it's people get along. They talk. Like you said, that's a great, great sign. That's yeah. Chuck. That's the but, Chuck. But that is true, and and that's a way to get to know what we were talking about. And you could say this about a business hiring somebody. Absolutely. You can look at somebody's character. You're there for four hours. You get to know them. You can tell them. You can tell if they're a liar or a cheat. You can tell them if they're a hothead or if they're just cool. You know, just based on their temperament and uh, and how they behave out on a golf how course. How they handle so pressure. True. How they handle pressure. Yeah. You know, is he a choke? Yeah, is he going <laughs> to choke? Ah, fucking butt! But, yeah, no, no, I agree. Golf has such great quality. And you're out in the air. Yeah. You know, you're out in the fucking air. I know we live in Florida. Mm. And people who don't, you know, that's one thing. But, you know, we live in a place here that, if get out, man. Get out and do something. I didn't know you had the shots. I got to come back, Mikey. Yeah, all the flavors, too. <laughs> oh, Mix geez. them all together. You can make your own concoction. Jeez, I might perfect. just stay here or whatever. Hold the ball. Hey, Larry, at. anything you want, man. You can park right here on 9 Fairway, babe. Oh, put the RV up there. We'll, <laughs> yeah. And we'll do a live show Hell watching yeah. people drink. Yeah, I love it. 
But no, I I really uh, love the fact that one, your story is a redemption story. You you had your tough times. You beat something. You come back. You're smart as a whip with with, with golf and and business because it's business. I'm a businessman too. Exactly. And you know when it comes down to it, from gangster lifestyle to a businessman, and you from troubles with alcohol and stuff to a businessman that's making a difference and i i love this that the redemption making a difference and and how what advice and and i love that your company is obvious like you said you you got stuff going online now that people can just go look at mm-hmm. if they're thinking about golf or they're thinking about something now i remember we did a show we're going to show a clip here of it uh when, when i was riding down the golf uh the pa- uh fairway well i had a lot of fun and that was cool that was pretty cool we're going to re-put that up yeah, on my chat. We're gonna put that. that was up. We're gonna blast that, and you guys will laugh about that. And and it was me and a guy. It was just fun smoking a cigar, having a fun. I love that. Uh, what advice do you give people now? One, fighting their whether it's addictions or stuff like that, or business people. Yeah, give give our audience because we have a lot of young. My audience is is relatively eighteen to forty five. Awesome, and it's male. Yeah, yeah. 95% male, cool. which is a great audience. I love it. But t- let them, and I'm not knocking you ladies out there, of course, because mm-hmm. we have a lot of lady lady, lady uh, support, too. Mm-hmm. T- let, let them know what you would recommend. One, for helping with your, your issue, mm-hmm. and two, for business, because yeah. I think you're a smart business guy. So uh, there's nobody out there watching right now with less credentials than me. Uh, you know, I barely skated through high school, never made it to college. Uh, and... You know, I was 25 years old, three DUIs, um, you know, caddying, making whatever I made, dropping it on the tables or uh, or going out drinking and partying, right? So I didn't have a nickel to my name, didn't have, had zero credentials. Um, and so I, I took a personal inventory. And my brother, Joe, my business partner now, gave me the greatest advice ever. He said, hey, why don't you re- reverse engineer this thing and go make a list of all the shit you're not going to be. And when I went home and I made a list of all the things, I mean, that includes lawyers, doctors, okay, just on the top professions, right? A teacher, that'll never happen. I couldn't even drive a UPS truck or fly a tra- plane or drive a train, right? That was out. My work ethic was was good. I'd show up, but manual labor. You're a great kid, me. So landscaping and the rest of it was out. So this list was long. I mean, I was very detailed when I made this list. And when I looked You're at 25. it. 25. 25. And uh, so after doing that, it really came down to the only thing that I can do is actually put a smile on people's faces. That's it. And so I went to the Vehicle University. I got Brian Tracy in the psychology of selling. I got Zig Ziglar. Oh, you did it on your own? Oh, yeah, right in the car. Brian Tracy, Zig Ziglar, John Maxwell, the, the leadership principal. Zig is the best. Yeah. Go check out is some it? Zig, yeah. man. Zig. God uh, rest yeah. his soul. Zig was yes, the best. Yes, he was. Let me ask you a question. <laughs> I, I used to listen How to can you hit a target you do not have? <laughs> so, so I just, uh, yeah, yeah. I was on a plane. Yeah, the lady yeah, yeah. sitting next to me says, hey, you got your wedding ring on the wrong figure. He says, yeah, married the wrong woman. <laughs> said, He's uh, talking about motivational and, yeah. and, and uh, educational books. So, and tapes we used to listen yeah, to. Cars. Yeah, absolutely. Great stuff. And so that just filled me up with not one, the knowledge I needed. Okay, of why I why I do the things I do, but two, the confidence to be able to do them, because I because this wasn't a manipulating sale car salesy slick Rick you know uh, Benjamin Franklin clothes 
Like they, yeah, none of that, none of that works anymore. Anyway, everybody's got it at their fingertips, but they love to do business with people they like. And so that on a business sense, make a, make a clear, uh, make a clear inventory of all the things you're not going to be reverse engineer it, figure out what you want to be, and then pour your heart and soul into doing it. Uh, I'll add one. I was doing an interview with the other kid, uh, and the traits I see is like what you're going to do. Mm-hmm. I love what you're going to do and figure out a way to make money of it. Yeah. And I don't mean I want to be a, a, a astronaut and a fucking, so you know, I'm talking <laughs> about like he was a tire guy and you should see the knowledge this kid had yeah. of tires. It was just off the blow you away. Yeah, I know. He fell into it. I mean, and he loved it and he, he loved the hard work. He loved it. He's telling me about this and he goes, you know, the guy who taught me told me, he says, listen, he goes, you can't make a mistake with tires. People die. Why? I never thought about it because I was worried about my tires on, my, on this big thing. But it's so true. And, and one of the things, what you just said is a great reverse engineer. It's the first time I heard that. And the second, I'm always for like what you do and the traits you all have, all of us, I think. We're not scared to work. You mm-hmm. know, we're, we're not lazy. Let mm-hmm. me just put it that way. We might not like to do something. That's a fact. Yeah. But you're not lazy. Like, I'm not lazy. Right. If I was lazy, I wouldn't fucking be here. Yeah. I'm not lazy. I did four interviews in yeah. two days. I'm not lazy. I want to keep doing more. And I think that's the big trait that we all have. And you're not hypersensitive. No. Oh, fuck, God, no. fuck. You know what I mean? People out there, naysay, try to whatever, I, try I, to distract you, try to whatever, you know, but beat down your, your self-confidence, your, you know, and, because they do. I mean, they do. They try. And you know what? Don't be sensitive. Dude, just, you know what? You're 100 Not only sensitive, you know, just keep chugging along, you know, and, yeah. and, and like when I was working my program, I always believed in it and still believe it. that's what we're doing well in my mm-hmm. program, everything. And, we, and I always believed in it. And you're right. I don't ever work. You've been doing too long. Try something else. You're smart. Run a titty bar. Do this or whatever. And it's you, you, you can't because you love what you did. Mm-hmm. And, you, and like you said, don't surround yourself with, with negative people. Mm-hmm. I, I, if there's one life advice I give, I used to give two. <laughs> have good communication skills because that's the most like you do right you have to be able to communicate with people i don't give a fuck what you learn in life you, if you can't communicate it it doesn't do any good yeah and negativity uh, too many people are negative for the wrong we talked about the first thing we talked about when i saw you is you get people oh, fucking weather sucks. <laughs> this sucks. That oh, sucks. Yeah. what the fuck anything else suck come on just forget about yeah. it i mean stop it yeah Look at the positives. You're fucking alive. You're right. healthy. You got two arms, two fucking legs, mm-hmm. and eyes, and whatever mm-hmm. it is. People take too much for granted. And I don't, for the reason I went to prison, I lived in a hole. Mm-hmm. I lived in a prison cell that makes this thing look like a mansion. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know. So I look at things a whole different ball, yeah. ball game, man. I don't need, I, I take care of my mom. I have a little house, you yeah. know, 1,500 square feet house. I don't want anything bigger. I just, you know what I mean? It's, so I'm very comfortable with, with everything. And I think people need to stop negativity, learn community. And I love, that's a very micro, reverse engineer who you are at a young age. Yeah. No, it's powerful. And just to get real. Great one from your brother. I'll yeah. give him credit. Yeah, give the give Joe, Joey D credit. Joey D gets the credit yes. for that one. Just to get really raw with you guys, too, I I just lost my father on Sunday. Yeah, I I, just 48 I, hours I didn't ago. know if you want me to mention. No, that's I, I okay. Fell for you. I, because I wanted to express your point just now, and that's that uh, there's going to be really raw things that are going to happen, 
whether it's your situation and, and, and what you had to encounter, right? Which was real. That was real, right? If so, was Losing dead, my yeah. dad was, was is the, the most real thing that I've ever felt. And the, one thing I don't do is get hung up on the little minutia bullshit um, that, and manufacture uh, problems or things to worry about on the minutia, the simple shit. And, and, and so frequently people get stuck on that and they manufacture shit. You know what? There's going to be real shit that's going to happen in your life. And it's going to be... And it's going to be raw, all right? And it's going to happen regardless. Whether you want it or not, it's going to happen. So enjoy enjoy all the time that you can. And don't worry about the minutia. You know what? It's all going to work out. Whether it's good or bad, it's all going to work out the way it's supposed to, all right? As long as you just you work hard and you have great character. Uh, you know, you wow, that's so powerful. Again, obviously losing a parent is, mm. is so hard because, you know, I lost two sisters and a parent, mm. and it, it's tough, man. And, and you know that. And, and but you got to take the positives and say how good they mm. were. Look what yeah. they did for you. You know, I tell people who the, I had a bad life. My parents. I said, read this, and they read it, and I go, your parents did good. They yeah. go, what do you mean? You can fucking read. Whatever they did, you could fucking read. Yeah. Guess what? They did a good job. Yeah. You'll figure it all out. The thing that gives me total peace, because, uh, I mean, I showed up to work the next day, and I didn't share it with anybody because I wanted to internalize it, you know, until just now I just started letting a few, you know, word yeah, gets out. Yeah. But um, the most powerful thing is that the story had to be written. It has to be written for all of us. And the fact that I wouldn't go back and change anything in that story, not a thing, is what's really powerful, and that's what really gives me peace. I wouldn't change a thing. Sounds like me. People ask me all the time, do I regret? I don't use the word regret. Mm-mm. This is a negative emotion. There's no, you can't, and you learn from yeah. every experience. No matter what experience you go through, you have to learn. If you don't learn from that experience, then you're being an idiot. Mm. Now, it takes us longer to learn. <laughs> I mean, no, I, look at me. I was arrested, your kid, this, crying, crying. Eventually, you learn a little thing, a little thing, a little thing. And then when you get to a certain age, like I am or you are, and then you say, Oh, the fucking light bulb went off or whatever it is. And all of your past, Mike, made you who you are today. That's right. And and, and don't ever forget that. And Never. you're a good guy. And I think that, that means so much. All these young people making the mistakes they are, they're going to mold you to who you become. Mm-hmm. And I have a feeling most people are going to do good. But uh, and, and I hope they do. Last words for my audience. Thank you, Larry. I just wanted to thank you. I'm glad we were able to reconnect and enjoy this time together, Larry. I, I actually look at you from the when you were just getting kind of started over here a couple years ago out here, laughing our asses off, and you were su- such an inspiration of just saying, hey, put me in the fucking bunker. What do you think, you know? Yeah, well, Mikey was saying, you know, does things bother you? I said, put me in a fucking bunker. <laughs> well, give a fuck. I was in a bunker. I was in a fucking hole. I didn't give a shit yeah. about the fucking bunker. Yeah. Please put me in a bunker. I'm in the fucking free. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So... So uh, so good. Thank you for l- allowing me to share. And uh, I, I think you you know, Mike. You, thank you for coming on. A lot of people won't share some of their past that aren't great, uh, but I think you can help people by doing that. Yeah. And I think that's important. Hey, and just remember this: whenever the enemy tries to remind you of your past, remind him of his future. There you go. Think about that one. I love that. That's good. Everybody, we had great guests. I want to thank again Mikey D, the place to be, Palm Beach National. Hope we made you smile. That's that's the line here, everybody. <laughs> Have a great day. Make sure you, you think about your choices you make. Make good choices. 
Remember, I don't believe in bad people. I believe in bad choices. And we all make them. And just, just turn your life around at some time in your life. Have a good time. And respect other people. Have a good one, everybody. Until next time. <laughs>